It's the Sod Pod. Brought to you by Grassland Agro. The Sod Pod. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four. In the last episode, we covered first cut silage. If you didn't hear it, I'd advise you to go back and have a listen again. Today, we're going to cover a couple of topics, but the main one being grassland management. So if you look at, we're stepping into second round grazing. What are the key grazing principles we want to look at, Davey? Yeah, James, second round grazing now, we're, we're into early April Probably around maybe 35 kilos of dry matter per day is, is what we'd be growing out at the moment. That's kind of the five-year average, what, what we'd be looking at. At the moment, uh, I suppose, for, for farmers that are measuring grass, um, what, what you'd be looking at, the key points to look at, about 200 kilos of dry matter per livestock unit. That's what you're looking at. So between five and 600 kilos of dry matter as an average farm cover. And, and a great rule of thumb and, and a, a great indicator of where you are on your grazing first graze paddock um, Jim so where that should be at the moment is, is about 1200 cover so 1200 cover for someone that's not measuring grass is so get, in, get into the sward get down, down your knees and uh, gra- grab, grab the sward I suppose uh, two, two and a half fists on, on top of each other that's about 1200 cover that's what you'd be looking at so for, for someone that's not measuring grass it's just a very a very good indicator but look I, I suppose just on the on the grazing side of things since Paddy's Day uh, we were probably looking at 60% of the farm grazed come early April now we're looking at um, 100% grazed into the second rotation heavier farms maybe maybe two two weeks later but look I, I suppose it's very important that we're reaching those targets as I said maybe about t- 35 kilos of, of dry matter that's kind of the, the average over five years but that's going to vary James there are kind of key points um, on that very important that we're meeting those targets because I suppose we, we want regrowth um, we want grass coming back and I suppose it's, it's very important that we have been meeting those targets all along so look I, I suppose just on the second round grass it's a very high quality feed and I suppose one problem with that is butter fat and butter fat suppression. And just on that there, lads, I suppose we have a lot of farmers do grass me- measuring. It's, it's kind of a religious process that they follow. We've some doing it a bit in and out and then we've some not doing it at all. Sean, you'd have a bit of data on that and a bit of a story. What's your thoughts on grass measuring and how to get more guys to do it? Yeah, well, look, at I suppose there's be, grass measuring has been something that has been done on a lot of farms throughout the years, probably not as many as w- we would like. But um, I suppose policy is, is directing farmers towards grass measuring now, particularly for derogation farmers. I think that um, anyone who just done the grass course there last last year is going to have to measure farms this year and, and measure do 20 measures in 2022. So, yeah, look, it'll be a new experience for a lot of farmers, but an experience and a job each week while doing. Uh, I've done a bit of it myself on the uncle's farm. And um, look, it's nice to get out and, and walking around the farm every week whenever I'm not uh, on it the whole time but uh, I've seen the benefits of grass measuring some farmers have been grazing covers that they thought was ideal but was just always uh, above say if the if the target was 1400 or at the the 16 1700 and they were maybe 
coming in with the top or maybe on more occasions than you would like but uh, I suppose look at since since cows have gone out uh, whether it was January February or March the aim on a lot of farms and most farms hopefully was to get good graze outs it sets the farm up to grow grass uh, the analogy I use sometimes of farmers is that if you don't get that first graze and if you leave a wee bit behind you um, it's like going to a restaurant and getting a big plate of spuds and leaving a bit behind you coming back 21 days later on getting a nice fresh dinner put on top of it you won't um, it, it's just be it's not nice still you'd rather have the, the, the fresh stuff there in front of you John you probably never had that problem with with a plate that was not clear <laughs> But uh, only only when I went to France that time, Jim. John, <laughs> Perry, John, we can oh, agree with you. John oh, prefers Jesus. John prefers the dirty plate analogy because, as, as you said, James, there's never anything left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the trip the trip to France, I nearly starved. I was, I was like a prayer for the whole lot. Um, Saw old fish and periwinkles and snails and jeez, oh, a cat. But um, no, I'd be generally a good man to put away the dinner. But yeah, I think the lads, the points the lads have touched on are really important. I think Dave's talk about, you know, the first graze paddock could actually be the second or third graze paddock because actually the first graze paddock sometimes gets a little bit of hardship, you know, with cows in and out and gets mucked up a little bit. Um, I suppose the, the analogy about the dirty plate is very important that if we maybe had to bail out of a bit of ground and it didn't get it fully grazed to our liking in that first rotation is that we have to make sure that we get it grazed out properly now or else we're going to be set up for poor quality grass for the the whole year. Um, I suppose it's important to look at your overall stocking rate. So what we've seen with dairy expansion is that uh, an awful lot of farms have, have stocked their milking platform up. And we just have to understand what that means in relation to to our, our, our second round of grazing because often the second round of grazing ideally should be a 21 day round but in a lot of cases it could be 23 or 24 day round um, just the grass availability weather conditions have have a big impact on that so I suppose we can't we can't expect the grass plant to, to do what it can but in relation to grass and management I suppose we're massive supporters of that uh, and grass measuring with with our, our, our sponsorship of the Grass 10 programme and the brilliant work that the guys do as well but I suppose this year more than ever, the reason that we're spreading fertilizer and, and we know the cost of fertilizer and feed has gone significantly more expensive. The reason that we're we're spreading it is to grow and utilize grass and, and to maximize the utilization you have to measure. And I think Sean picked up on a, a great point. Uh, the, the, the pre-grazing yield is something that I would argue gets, get, gets lost a lot because if you look at our average meal feeding is about a ton. It's actually rising. Now the 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 average co-op um, supplier report is is um, in around four ten kilos of solids, and that could be expected to rise maybe as or, or has risen slightly because of of herd maturity and stuff like that. As expansion is slowed, but there's a genetic potential in any dairy cow to do five hundred kilos of solids, you know. But we have to make sure we put the right cover in front of them, and, and that's critically critically important. I would argue that. There's there's black whitehead cows that would do the four hundred kilos of solids like if you if you had good enough grass and management, um, and it's something that's really important that we're hitting the pre grazing yield because the biggest flaw I see is that lads are grazing covers that are way too heavy. Now there's another school of thought from a really well respected uh, uh, advisor that maybe you should gr- graze those higher covers because you can grow an awful lot of grass in the last couple of days. But um, it's something that you, you you really have to have the right type of cow to do that. Yeah. You really have to have the right type of cow on balance. 
you know the the quantity of crossbred cows in in the country is quite small as i said previously i'm a big fan of crossbred cows but if you're looking at that traditional Holstein freezing they're going to be more susceptible to to have uh, energy or fiber imbalances by by the incorrect pre-grazing yield yeah yeah 100 percent. and look at i suppose you, you look at what we're mentioning a lot of figures there but you don't really the farmers won't know what really pre-grazing yields they're grazing or what yields of grass their animals are grazing if they're not getting out and, and, and measuring it so it's really 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 important if there is surplus some farmers are afraid of running out of grass you know, so they, they they always try and keep that 100 or 150 or 200 or nearly 300 kilos ahead of where they should be per, per say if they if you're if they're being advised to graze the 14s they're comfortable enough to graze the 1600s but I suppose look at uh, once you get to the 1600 1700s there's just that wee bit more fiber creeping in fiber is less digestible and if we're looking to drive drive dry matter intake that's what what drives output and we want to be getting nice leafy swords in as much as possible and if we're, if we're leaving that 150-200 behind of stem as I said unless it's baled or topped and corrected that way um, it's going to be there the next time and Sean we, we, we need to be kind of conti- continuously monitoring the cows like, because even probably 10 to 12 weeks after the calf down like they're it, it's only then they're hitting their peak intakes so like every day and, and every week after after the calf down like intakes are increasing so you need to be mindful of that and, and kind of adapting to your allocations or, or you know be it 12, 24, 36 hour allocations you, you need to be aware of that um, you know if, if you are having these um, these you know, 200 cover left over or some of a residual there um but yeah, look, and even on the the negative energy balance there, like it's 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 probably I don't know six or eight weeks maybe after the calf down that that cows are hitting their peak peak production as well. So like they've hit hit peak production before they've ever hit peak intake. Um, so like it's 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 tough on the cow, um, especially as you're coming coming up and close to the breeding season and you're trying to get a trying to get a cow in calf and 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 get her to hold. Yeah, and uh, I, listen, I think sometimes the the grass measuring. Uh, and the grassland management piece maybe gets a, a bad rep, to be perfectly honest, because people think that, you know, if you're measuring grass, you can only feed 500 kilos a meal. Um, and, and some people consider that starvation. But, you know, the 500 kilos, the reason that, that Barr has said, and it, in fact, it's probably climbed a little bit, you know, that even the talk at, at any Chagas event is closer to six or 700. But the reason the bar is that low is so that, you know, you have something to strive for. You know, and they're setting the bar low so that you, you, you try and get as close to it as possible. But what we're trying to do with concentrate is just fill the gap. I suppose there's there's a couple of maybe things that, that could come across as contradictions. And that's in relation to, to subacute rumen acidosis, which usually manifests as, as um, butterfat suppression, which is often a lack of fiber. You know, and we're talking about grazing lighter covers, so there's less fiber. And uh, But the reason for that is that the the at the fourteen hundred cover you have the perfect balance for the cow of fiber energy and protein, um and th- but as you move further into heavier covers you don't have enough energy so what you're going to see is when you graze those heavier covers your 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 protein is going to be- take a big hit even though your fiber might a- or your butterfat might actually improve so we have to look from a nutritional point of view of the the ingredients in in the concentrate that we're feeding because the concentrate is very important as Dave said because. The, adv- the disadvantage of concentrate is actually the advantage of concentrate in that earlier period where we're, we're getting the substitution effect. So because of the relative fill value of 
concentrate versus grass we can actually get more energy into the cows in in that really critical period um to to try and get more energy into them so they don't get ketosis or negative energy balance and, and lose too much condition and just on that john like we're seeing huge pressures now on the feed costs out there and obviously we're coming out of a huge pressure point which was uh the fertilizer supply and pricing as well which is causing uh, that issue uh one of the biggest 12 weeks of the season is coming up which is breeding uh, what are some of the things we can do to get the best results here? Yeah, so some of the things that we can do is obviously look at our body condition score, and um, and this is one that that David is is uh, very finds unbelievable. Um, he's he's always he's always got a bee in his bonnet like the roller about about body condition score, and and it's something that we've done a lot of myself and David, especially. And Sean came on then, and we we took him on in a, on the apprenticeship, Dave. Um, and he, he should get the. He we had some arguments over if it was a high two point seven five or a low by two point. It's two point seven five. He'll get the driver's license there someday soon, David. Say, but um, he's a, he's a good bit to learn yet. Um, but uh, I suppose listen, uh, keeping an eye on condition score is very very important, and getting a, getting someone to to I suppose appraise your own cows that's independent because if you're looking at them all the time uh, you know you can come a little bit complacent or you can't see the wood from the trees I'd say um, so that's very very worthwhile doing it's something that we do um, on the as part of the sustainability program on, on the monitor farms just uh, because I suppose what's really important for us in relation to nitrogen nitrogen use efficiency is that we get the output you know and we're we're very animal focused as well as plant focused we have an animal nutrition range we have the dairy hygiene range as well but it's really really important that we are able to join up the whole lot um so that's something that we've done uh, i suppose the 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 make sure you're in the target condition scoring of 275 i suppose the thing about condition scoring that i would say is that you want to do it early so that you can perform some preventative actions. Any cows that are that are over when is early, John? In a time sense, yeah. So you want to be going six six day six weeks minimum before your plants start breeding. So that's work back from your 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 mean calving date. Um, so that's really important that that we do that. But to give yourself enough time to make the you know putting cows on once a day for two weeks isn't going to have enough of an impact. Yeah, and it's really it's really easy to do, John. Like you know, I, I know you. Well, have to. Uh, that's debatable for you, John. <laughs> for John and David, John, is it? <laughs> well, look at if I if I picked it off easy enough, I think uh, uh, next day we're out. No, John, and we'll throw John up the crush, and uh, <laughs> that'll be your final test. Uh, I'll be I'll be in junior C junior C preseason then, so it should be should be should be good good order then. Yeah, which are the body condition score is only one aspect of it too like there's I suppose in some cases uh, depending on the type of system um, I suppose whenever you're at that stage in the year reaching peak milk production uh, there might be um, the concentrate usage might be lowered so there might be only maybe two or three um, kilos of meal being fed per cow per day so it's just important that the, the animals are getting um, the correct level of minerals that they require like calcium, phosphorus, selenium, copper and iodine supplementation is very important important after that, that cow calves down and whenever we're coming into that stage of breeding so it's just important to to look at the level of of meal input per cow look at the inclusion rate of maybe some of the minerals and something like a a, a fast block hung up in the yard or um on the way out to the to the to the to, on the roadway say heading for the paddocks could be um a, a good place to start if you're looking at supplementing uh, uh, De- definitely Shani, because even if you talk about the that breeding there and condition scoring and, and cows are a bit 
bit under. Like even if you just take the condition score, if you could always maintain that a cow a cow at at a body condition score of three means she has she has a small bit of reserve on her, that that would be ideal, and and that's very hard to do. But it's it's fair to say that a cow is nearly always under pressure because if you up the meal, I suppose, or the the meal you're supplementing to a cow chances are she's going to put that towards milk production rather than put it on herself. And, and that's just, I suppose, the way they are. Look, they're, they're a sa- savage animal that way, but it, it's just, I suppose, it, you, you need to try and, I suppose, a- adapt it. John said even maybe cutting back to, to once a day American or something like that, just to, to try and, and put a bit more condition and, and reduce the or what she's, what she's milking and, and put more on, onto her own maintenance. But look, it is very hard to do, but but I suppose with the amount of grass and, and the amount of, of uh, meal that's going into them and John talked about that subclinical acidosis it's a major problem probably happening a lot of cows biggest problem is that we can't see it so getting the likes of a of a sodium based product like like the fast block or something like that to buffer the rumen and, and slow it down and I suppose get more efficiency out of what's going through the going through the rumen itself what do you think John? Yeah I'd agree and like I suppose the, the one thing just to say to everyone listening is that grass is a superior feed than, than concentrate when, when when it's grazed at the right cover like, you know that's that's absolutely critical I suppose making sure that we have our, our, our figures done up when we're talking about maintaining or the maintenance and the production demand for the cow is very important um, so that we we're feeding them appropriately um, if we need to use a little bit of concentrate to do that that's very important that we use strategically but I suppose what we can't do this year is that is to use concentrate to meet the mineral requirements and which a lot of farmers do you know they keep a couple of kilos pucked into them the whole way during the year some people would argue it's easier to get them into the parlour which is fair you know um Using that as a form of minerals is, is, is really cost ineffective because what you're looking at is that concentrate this year per dry matter basis is going to be at least 40 cent a kilo dry matter. You know, and that's really important. It's not the price per ton. There's 12% of, of, of the ton of meal is water. So we have to make sure that that's as a, con, con, a significant cost to the whole lot. I know the protein will be reduced as we go through the year as well, but especially on derogation farms, so that, that you could have a cheaper ration. But it's really important that we augment the, the mineral requirements with something like the block. And so as the block is very simple, it works on the f- premise that when they have a mineral deficiency, they lick it, and when they when they don't, they won't. And that's really important. So you're you're not over overcooking them or undercooking them, and they have access to it. But just to go back and you look at how we're going to feed the cow, how we're going to be cost effective, even at the price of fertilizer, your mid season grass is only going to be costing you a maximum of a legend cent a kilo of dry matter, which is about a quarter of the cost of, of concentrate. So we can feed the cows and produce milk very effectively from grass. If we need to supplement minerals, then do so using something like the block. And even cows that are going to be getting the two or three kilos because the farmer wouldn't dream of doing otherwise it's often beneficial to add the block in there as well Sean just on to the block there lads like you, you mentioned there this is the calcium fast from grassland agro and I suppose it's self-regulated on sodium it's got a really high level 9% of phosphorus in it as well it's really good for improved animal fertility for breeding and uh, all year round production and it's actually a, a really great block to have in the yards all year round yeah that, that sodium base I suppose whenever the animal is, is licking the block it's creating bicarbonate which is a natural room and buffer you 
of room and buffers in the, the, the calcium grit as well. But I suppose it's just trying to maintain. Some farmers would often say that if you look after the room and you look after the animals. So it's about, I suppose, maintaining that room and pH and, and stopping the fluctuations that might occur. So the sodium is, is really good in that sense. And look at some, sometimes, as you mentioned earlier there, John, about uh, farmers like someone else maybe coming in to look at the herd and seeing what the body condition score is like. But on a couple of occasions there last year, like normally farmers will put the cows out in the morning they'll shut the gate and they come back in and collect them in the evening but going out actually and having a look at them there seeing what the rat if they're ruminating if they're laying down if they're happy if they have access to clean water like water makes milk so we need we need um, access to nice fresh water in a lot of cases uh, farmers have increased the size of their herd the the water systems and the size of drinkers might have stayed the same and they could have been under pressure before they even increased the size number so it's been addressing, so, addressing some of them issues issues and and I, I know you can get into it in a lot, of, a lot of detail but there's a load of different factors that affect dry matter intake and if you try and simplify it down a small bit and make it relevant to your system you might be able to get a bit more production out of your your hair that you weren't getting in the past yeah definitely I think it's one that we'll talk about in a bit more detail about infrastructure Sean as well because it is critically important to have your your paddocks the right size your you know good enough access but um I suppose a couple of things before we move on there is just in relation to lake havers as well is that they can often get over conditioned um, and I suppose the natural response is to try and take condition off them but actually they're going to be severely restricted in, in what they can actually intake so your best bet with the, the lake havers if they are over conditioned is to milk them once a day um, any lame cows as well that's really important that you give them a chance to get back on track before you think about bulling them um, and then another thing that, that, that isn't commonly practiced but is very beneficial is is metric checking cows it, it's not a very complicated process but uh, it can really help to identify you know cows that are, 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 are going to come under pressure um, the minerals are very important the phosphorus is it's the same as in the soil it's about the, the, the limiting nutrient but phosphorus is generally in short supply Dave is a phosphorus expert as we know but Dave is going to be talking about phosphorus concentrations but supplementing in there to key times phosphorus is key for fertility and getting the egg to attach to the, to the wall of the womb and making sure that the cow goes in calf and another one there, John, on the phosphorus, and 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 I suppose uh, another block is the is the Nutri V five block. It's another, I suppose, super super product we have there. For the bull and heifers, it'd be ideal, Dave, isn't bull, it? Bull and heifers, yeah, and 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 even beef stock, sheep, you know, uh, a great product. And I suppose on on the bull and heifers there, it's I suppose with the garlic, it, it has that fly repellent, um, which is massive because I, I suppose more and more. Common John is is yet here incidences of um, mastitis there with mm. with heifers and and the other one then is the is the parasite control and and that's going to be major going forward. I suppose come come July there's going to be more pressure around trying to get your hands on on dosing products for for internal parasites. I suppose you're going to have to get a prescription and that's going to be on a test basis. You're going to have to do fecal egg counts to get a, a dosing product. So. Yeah, the, the garlic block or the, or the Nutri V5 block, it's a super, super option there. There is, I suppose, there is garlic in it and, and garlic is a is another major one. We, t- we talk about it for milk production, that same thing for, for growing animals. For, as you said, bull and heifers there, they're going in calf, they're, they're trying to ret- retain an embryo and I suppose they're, they're under massive pressure and it's just the, the availability of phosphorus on ground when you hit those uh, high growth rates is, is trying to get enough phosphorus into the animal. And that's a big one, Dave, that like even from curtains that they would have found years ago, that even on an I- a high index four, that, um, you know, there's insufficient 
dietary phosphorus to support the to support an animal during that summer period because of the quicker growth rates like you know and it's something that i suppose gets lost a lot often when we have a poor scan we're going back through milk ureas if you're a gland b supplier and what other co-ops provide that but you know we're, we're, we're flying through it but i think dave aside from regulation it's just that there is a lot of mounting resistance in relation to the way maybe that we use warmers previously bruce thompson i i think i don't know him now but i see the work that he does in relation to to dung beetles and the effort that he puts in to to try and take a more holistic approach to to parasite control like and i, I think fair play to him number one number two it sounds like some hardship like you know the way he has his his traffic light system set up and and listen he's very passionate about like i suppose we're passionate about soil as well and maybe it's a, a niche subject but like fantastic work that he's doing there but this is kind of taking some of the cues from that or maybe some of the multi-species that particular block has a lot of antioxidants that that work very effectively dave and i suppose it was something that maybe we were yeah, I suppose a bit of work we done there last year, John, on, on, on three particular farms. I suppose what we what we found there was um you know, a seventy five percent reduction in, in, in dosing. And that was down to I suppose a reduction in, in parasites with, with those anti helminthics and, 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 yeah. and what the anti antioxidants is, is, is doing. Yeah, and uh, like it was something I suppose they have to call a spade a spade, like the products were manufactured in France. Do you know it was a drier climate? I would say that we were we were hopeful, but we were maybe we weren't that confident. But no remarkable performance. Heavy farms would be a high, I would say. Some of the the, the trial farmers now, uh, we know we know one of them particularly well between us, Dave, and and he would have been a great guy to to get us to those animals. Maybe if I called on a Saturday, <laughs> and you called on a Sunday, he'd nearly get us both to dose them like so dose. yeah you get a good killing them sure to be ours but just on the just on the v fight so you, you mentioned the antioxidants they protect against the internal and external um parasites it's rich in garlic as you said david so that's uh, acting as like a, a fly repellent there mid-season that's what he's trying, yeah. it, ha- it has your sodium base as well which we talked about it's it, it produces the bicarbonate the natural rumen buffer and it has your 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 biotech as well which is which is looking after rumen so it's, a, it's, it's the seaweed the biotech is for yeah. to make it simple for lads but listen, I, I think it's it's going to be a massive one this year sean with the with the pressure on getting those and products um but we need to be doing the right things we need to be I suppose, doing more faecal egg counts. And we need to be doing them in, in advance of dosing. Most people use faecal egg counts to test how effective their dosing regime is. We actually need to go and say, and listen, Dave, one of the reasons that we were talking about that farmer um, that, that would be very actively dosing is that he got caught with, with killing cattle with fluke about, I'd say, 25 years ago. And ever since then, it's been like a... Yeah, he got a, he got a lecture from the vet in the abattoir and... That, yeah, was, you, that was you the start of it. Was, it wasn't going to happen to him a second time anyway. And no. then, then, then there was another neighbour driving him demented then as well. <laughs> That's great, lads. We'll call it a day there or so. Uh, just a couple of takeaway points. Stick as best to the 21-day rotation. Measuring grass. Get out and walk that farm. Understand and know your covers. John is a big fan of crossbred cows. Not a big fan of periwinkles. Uh, breeding. Consider the calcifoss as a mineral supplementation. Feed the need, not the greed. And of course, Nutri V Fight is the antioxidant to protect against internal parasites and garlic as a fly and external parasite repellent. Thank you for tuning in. Mind yourself out there. Farm smart, farm safe. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sod Pod. We hope you enjoyed it. 
find out more, head over to www.grasslandagro.ie or check out our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. That's all for this episode. See you next time.